This is episode 504 on the 6th of April 2022. Human beings love a good communication, whether it's through electronic devices or analog devices. As long as humanity exists, communication will continue to be a part of their existence. Without communication and without any kind of interaction, human beings are nothing less than wild animals and this brings the question which is a better communication device of course nostalgia is also an important part of the human existence human experience and since our definition of technology is narrow is myopic that for us technology begins where the mobile phone the computer the internet of things start and anything before that is a pleasurable technology and ever since pseudo media came into existence the concept of internet of things came into existence and mobile phones which have been part of the human experience for the past 30 years but often forget that the question becomes how does one go about managing electronic devices and there comes the question of the ubiquitous landline the landline is something which is now a nostalgic device a device of the 70s 80s 90s a device which one can use because it doesn't have the kind of screen presence which the mobile phone and the other electronic devices have which means let's take a look at these at this article first came the rhinestone encrusted rotary then the cherry red lips after that the cheese burger here comes the question the landline has also gone through multiple changes but then the question is always landline versus the mobile phone and 
things have come to a heat that which is a more appropriate device. Landline is a fixed device. The mobile phone is, as the name suggests, a movable device. But then it's about mobile phones have become this kind of entity which have always led to that we need to stay away from it because we get addicted to this particular device and then the irony is that people use application on their mobile phones which tell us how much time is spent on mobile phones it's ironical it's paradoxical but then that's the way things work that's how humanity works once upon a time the landline was looked as a device which was disruptive which meant that individuals were not conversing face to face now the same thing is with the mobile phone because of that we are glued to that device we are looking at things which may or may not be important spending time on social media and then the most important thing is we don't have to remember numbers because everything is programmed into the device we don't even have to remember the number our own phone number things come to a heat when we when we have to tell our phone number to someone we simply attach and send it to them that's how the landline versus the mobile effect has been but that's how things are as i said in my last episode it becomes the question of going from vhs tapes to cds to dvds to digital cable networks to watching it at the theater same thing is with the mobile phone mobile phone has also come a long way from the which ones to the mobile landline that is the one which are attached wireless ones that's the beauty of this entire discussion but which is a more reliable method of communication mobile landline doesn't give you too many options or you can only dial there are no ways to send a text message or do any of the multiple apps which plague the mobile device and a very interesting line but like record players and vhs tapes landline phones are being embraced by nostalgic fans who say that non scrollable and non scrollable feature is an antidote to screen fatigue and over multitasking but do we really need another device to be an antidote to mult to too much of screen time but we can reduce the screen time on our own mobile phone we don't have to be glued to it 24 hours a day but then that's the paradox it means we are always looking at older technologies offset newer technologies it won't be long before the typewriter becomes a tool to offset the computer because if you only going to use the computer to type something you always be distracted by things like going to the internet and looking for things which don't even mean anything to us so that's the irony is landline a part of technology yes it is so is the typewriter but our myopic view sees technology start from internet of things 
mobile phones and devices which are wireless so the smaller the device the easier it is to use and then when it becomes too much we go into this gimmick of being nostalgic let's start using old fashion technology there be a time when we tired of using digital cable networks we'll say let's go back to vhs tapes let's go back to cds and dvds where we control which means even though there are so many options in the video rental store i'll buy one movie per week and i only watch it once and then i have the time as well as the budget i'll buy a second movie in the digital cable network you have so many options that you can go on binge watching and still binge watching is an option is something we do on our own you cannot blame binge watching for all the problems in the world you cannot blame more screen time for human problem you can't control it cannot control something as simple as screen time then it's the problem with that person of course landlines can be effective when it comes to situations where the mobile towers are down and you need to use that analog device to call when other options are not there for internet to always be unreliable it doesn't matter which part of the world you are in internet will always be an unreliable tool mobile phone will always run out of battery no matter how big the phone is no matter how advanced the technology is because once we start using it we spend so much time until the battery goes to zero then we charge the phone and then we overcharge the phone then the battery starts to deteriorate and then we try to buy a new device but it's not option just because we have that device in front of you doesn't mean that you have to continue using it and it's a personal option this nostalgia just because there is screen time and people have been spending more time at home for whatever reasons reasons which are not important at this time because that's another excuse human beings love a good excuse and spending too much time on the mind phone you know it then don't force asking you to spend so much time on your mobile phone or any electronic device if you're aware of such a situation then you don't need an application to tell you you spend 20 minutes today or you spend 25 minutes tomorrow can easily put your mobile phone away and do other analog activities read a book that is a hard copy you don't even have to put it on your devices or do something else talk to someone face to face because that's one method of communication which despite all kind of technology penetrating whether it's metaverse or something else or video calls that's not going away that's something which only human beings can control swapping one technology for other may not be the ideal solution that's just being lazy and an excuse i'm aware that i'm spending too much time on my computer or any other device i will simply have that kind of control okay i've used my device for 40 minutes i'll take a break and then maybe after 2 hours i'll use that device again but then if you are aware of it and get you use the device for a longer duration and then you regret it later on then that's not being smart if you're using a smartphone then you are the ones who are dumb 
Calling a smartphone a smartphone doesn't mean you a smart individual. It's a matter of choice. If you are aware that there is a lot of screen time, remove your intellect, remove that CPU, natural CPU that you have. Okay, be aware of it. If you can't be aware of something as simple as this, then no one in the world can help you. No de-addiction technique can help you because de-addiction cannot be helped by someone else. You only have to understand what to use, when it, when can it be used, how much time to be spent on each device, and you have to be smart enough for that. While we can debate over mobile phones, computers, and any other analog versus digital device, what is not happening smartly is how the Indian T20 competition has been going on. Of course, the three high teams have not yet got off to a winning start and the teams which don't have that kind of hype around them have won a few matches, which means teams which have won the competition at least three to four times are finding themselves on the bottom of the table because they haven't planned their, as the pseudo-expert would say, they are lacking either in intent or there's something wrong between in the communication between the captain and the coach and of course the whole drama around the change of captaincy of a certain team every team had a change of captaincy but here, here the situation is different because the former captain is playing along with the current captain and the pseudo experts have been pointing out that the former captain despite giving the captaincy to the new guy is still controlling things. I don't see it as something of a problem. It's a domestic competition. It's not the end of the world. This competition is not going to affect results going forward. So teams like Bombay, Chennai, Hyderabad have not yet got off to a winning start. Is that a problem? Well, that's a problem for the management of that team. But teams like Gujarat, Lucknow, Calcutta, Rajasthan, Bangalore who haven't won the competition except Calcutta are now looking more nuanced. They are better prepared because they know 14 years in the making and this is the time they will want to prove themselves with a new management, a new captain and teams like Rajasthan who won the title 14 years ago teams like Bangalore who haven't won the title and the reason of that was that effect was that there was a change of captain teams like Punjab have not won a title as yet as a change of captain in fact the original captain left to join a new team the newer teams in Gujarat and Lucknow are trying to prove themselves and that's the beauty even those teams which are new in terms of newly inducted teams. The players are not all new. The coaching staff is not all new. They have been with other teams and they have proven themselves. In such competitions, there is no loyalty. You will go where the paycheck is. You will go sniffing. Okay, the paycheck is more here. I will go towards that team. So, is there a problem with the team who haven't yet won? Well, 
I don't think that's a problem. This is not a World Cup. This is just a domestic World Cup. And as I said in my previous episode, it's like summer and dance. Enjoy yourself. You win, you win, you lose, you lose. And there are always the comparisons between different players. Like this player has had too much of an effect on the team. This player now needs to go and rest in the locker room and not be a part of the playing eleven. Well, that's targeting one player, but that's the beauty. You always, always targeted a player who's been there for so long and doesn't look like going away. That we start questioning. Is he being greedy? Is he spending too much time on the field? Is he not allowing the new captain to make decisions? Well, that's between the captain and the former captain and the coach. Pseudo experts sitting from outside who have no pedigree, who have no standing, but because they sit in that armchair in the AC room, they can say whatever they want to say that this is not good. As I said, this is not an international match. Yes, if you are a captain, captain, please, captain, of course, that's a thing. But there is too much of focus on mundane things like captaincy and leadership styles and coaching staff than on the game itself. Sometimes luck doesn't go your way and you lose. The newer teams have nothing to lose, so they have everything to show the older teams, especially ones who have won four and five titles respectively, they have everything to prove themselves and because they have been there for so long, they have been following a certain template. The newer teams are yet to set a template, it may take a year or two to set a template. The older teams with captains who have been doing their job for the past 10 to 12 years they have set a template. The coaching staff has been the same for the past 10 years or more. The pattern of the team, how the team goes about proving itself on the field has been the same. And after a while, it does become a little boring. But that's the way things are. That's the way teams like Manchester City, Manchester United, Arsenal and many other teams who have been there for the past 50-60 years have been following the template. The same is with tournaments like NBA, NFL, MLB. They all follow a template. Well, will a relatively newer team win the competition this year or will one of the teams have won the competition between Rajasthan and Bangalore and Punjab? Rajasthan has won one but it's been almost 15 years. So, but Rajasthan Calcutta, Chennai and Bombay and Hyderabad have won at least a competition once. Teams like Bangalore, Punjab, Delhi want to prove themselves that they have a new attitude, they have a better planning as far as beating the older team is concerned and they can win. It's well, it's difficult to predict whether they can win because I will not say it's early in the tournament and teams which have lost two or three games are under pressure. Of course, when you have limited number of games, that is 14, you will always be under pressure, you will always be under the spotlight, the camera will always be on 
the coaching staff and their expressions if the team wins they will spot a smile if the team loses they will have a frown and the camera persons are smart that if the team loses the focus of the camera immediately shifts to the coaching staff for that's where the brain of the team is that's where they sit on their armchair and write in their diary what's need, what needs to be done to improve and then when teams like bombay and chennai say that we are not worried even after losing three matches there is a breaking point the solo experts say how long will they not be worried by having the core the team combination right the solo expert always question this because they feel they have a right to question this as far as this tournament goes i can't predict which team will win 10 teams i'll all i will give them all a 10% chance whoever wins good for it if a new team wins that is one of the older team wins for the first time in pakistan between delhi and punjab as well as bangalore if they win good for them their 14 year effort pays off the change in personnel pays off if a team like rajasthan win this second competition it will be great 14 years in the making if one of the, one of the newer teams in lucknow and gujarat rumor they say wow what planning to win the first competition in the first year or if team like hyderabad Chennai or Bombay win. If we look at that, the template they follow is perfect. Even when they lost the matches, they do not lose hope. It's difficult to predict. Whichever team wins, they'll be happy. Nine teams will go home sad. Four teams go in the semi-finals. Two teams go in the finals, and eventually one team will be the one who will be jumping with joy, and nine teams will will regret, will say, "Bad their planning." wrong this ends episode number 504 on the 6th of april 2022 stay tuned for the next episode Thank <laughs> you.